clouds just don't feel right today. It's upside down, it's turn around on my Mr. Potato Head face. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to now be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Texas, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar and has released a healthy catalog of music. He is on Crest Meadow Records and is also on the road, having just played down here in Florida and now planning a tour that will take him up to Seattle. He is also writing a musical, and he has been heralded for his extensive online presence, which we will talk about today. You have been listening to one of his songs entitled Cloudy Days. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show J.R. Bird. Man, it's, it's great to be here. <laughs> Thanks so much for, for doing this. I'm, I'm glad that the listeners are going to get a chance to learn about all things J.R. Bird music. You know, uh, I'm happy to share it with everybody. Cool. Well, uh, right off the bat, let's be sure to first give you an opportunity to talk about the song we just played, uh, Cloudy Days. Tell us about that tune, if you would. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I wrote it with a friend of mine, uh, Bob Paterno, and uh, we've been writing together for a little while. Um, he's uh, he, he used to be a engineer, and now he's a songwriter out in Nashville, and we actually write over Skype quite a bit. Um, he used to live in Dallas. We used to just write here, but then he moved to Nashville, so now we... We write over Skype, but uh, that tune kind of came out of, um, uh, it was kind of cloudy outside one day, and we just got talking about, you know, how uh, don't you have to have some cloudy days, lousy days every now and then to uh, to break up the, well, because here's the other thing, it's like, it's it's blue skies every day here in Texas hmm. and it can get to where it's like literally there are no clouds. It's wow. just blue. And so we've get, we get these like a hundred degree days, um, here and I don't know. Sometimes you just miss some just old good old, like cloudy gray days, you know? <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of where we're going with that song. All right, all right. Well, since I am always uh, aiming to help the listeners who are aspiring musicians, uh, getting my guests to talk about things like, say, crowdfunding or how they got a certain booking or how they got something to go viral, uh, I mentioned Jr. 
that you were just here in this area, West Central Florida, and you did a house concert. For those listening who are not aware, there's a website called concertsinyourhome.com, which, mm-hmm. JR, I would love to hear your thoughts on that website, your experiences, because I know there are people listening who do know about it, meaning singer-songwriters like yourself, and they're probably wondering if it's worth it for them to sign up to. Yeah, well, you really have to figure you have to figure it out for yourself, but I've 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 really enjoyed my time working with uh Fran there's this guy Fran Snyder, okay? And he uh, is a musician just like all of us and wants to want well, he he started this thing because um he was playing gigs at bars and being ignored and we've all we've all been through that where we're singing our hearts out and people are just watching the game on TV <laughs> um, and so he started this website and basically it's just a big old network of people who like to play and people who like to listen and it's a great way for the people who like to play to get in touch with the people who like to listen. Um, and it's really easy to sign up either as an artist or as a host. Um, so not, not only do I recommend it for musicians, but I recommend it for people who just really like to listen to um, music and don't want to go out to a bar you know, maybe want to have a more intimate setting where they can actually spend some time with the artist, get to know them a little bit, uh, you know, get more of an experience than you would just at, say, if you sell someone, even at a nicer venue, you wouldn't get to chat with the person, you know, because a lot of times on these house concerts, I'll go and I'll, I'll end up staying the night with that person who I played the house concert in their house. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's really fun. I think for the musician and for the host, because the musician gets a free place to stay and, you know, the host gets to kind of a behind the scenes, what's going on. Um, so I think everybody, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Um, yeah, it's a unique experience for everybody that's involved. Exactly. And I mean, it's, it's not a whole lot to, to, there is a fee to start as a, as an artist, but there is no fee to join as a host. So, um, and that's, I mean, that's just really like I was, I was talking to Fran, like I actually did when I was playing in St. Pete, I actually played at Fran's house. Mm. Um, and he, you know, I, I was I was actually kind of interested to meet him because I just kind of wanted to get a sense of, you know, where he wants to go with this thing. And, mm-hmm. like, I was kind of surprised, you know, um, just, I mean, just how much of he's just kind of a regular dude like me, you know. He's not <laughs> like, he's not like rolling in the dough that he's getting from all these songwriters joining his website. Like, he puts everything, he puts every penny back into the thing you know uh so yeah but in other words he's not joe businessman that's sitting there you know with his uh his shirt and tie on and as you said there's not not, there's not cash registers going off in the background no there aren't that this guy is a songwriter you know in fact like 
you know, uh, when I was doing my concert, like people were like, yeah, we, let's, you know, let's have Fran play a song. You know, he got up and played a song on my guitar. <laughs> it, was, it was great, you know. So, I mean, it's just, it's really nice that he's built this kind of community and infrastructure where uh, people like me who aren't famous can still get around the country. And, and even like if I wanted to do a, a European or like a trip to the UK, there's lots of hosts there. So you can join, uh, you can join out of the U S too. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, opportunity out there for, you know, especially small acts to, to tour and make decent money. Yeah, you know? and I was just going to say, to clarify for the uneducated, they are charging people to come to the house to hear the performance. So if you're wondering, you know, how, how are these people getting paid, as, as JR is saying, it's not in this case the host who was paying him out of his own pocket. It was the people who were coming were, were paying to come to that house that night, much in the same way that you'd pay uh, to purchase a ticket to go to a traditional music venue in this case, exactly. you're, you're just paying to get into someone's house, and all the money that comes in goes to the performer that night. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, it's it's uh, it works perfectly because you know I've, I've actually had some hosts that are like, okay, well, just let me let me pay for everything because I don't want my guests to have to pay. Mm. But that doesn't that doesn't work as well because then people don't feel like they're responsible for listening it feels more like a party that they're coming to and they can like when people have to put a little bit of money in the bowl they feel more responsible to listen and it's just it becomes a uh, a more of a concert you know what i mean yeah it's not unlike you know the, some of the discussions that i've had with some podcasting colleagues recently is that you know say for instance if you're going to put on some kind of a workshop don't tell people that it's free because then there's really no obligation. There's no sense of commitment. Whereas even if it's 10 bucks to go to a day long workshop, they're going to go, you know what? I'm going to go. I paid $10. So same thing with these people. You know what? I I want to get my money's worth. Yeah. I'm going to go to this guy's (laughs) house. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen to what this guy, what his songs sound like and see if he's any good. Maybe I'll buy a CD and then you make more money. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I never want I never want the host to, to do that because they're already putting up their home, you know, they're they're usually giving you a bed to sleep in. I mean they're I, I you know, I, I like it to for them to not put any money in there. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And just and let the you know, because I don't know. Well, you so, know the uh, the planets have truly aligned because I, I just posted a blog three days ago saying what the world needs now is more listening rooms. And and I did say yeah. in there, this is probably the reason why concerts in, you know, in, or I should say house concerts, I didn't I didn't reference that, that website, but I said why house concerts have become more popular. Because, I, I mean, it's almost as, as though you read it and, and came on the show prepared to talk about this, which for the listeners, JR had no idea, you know, the questions that I'm going to ask him today. But I said in, in that blog exactly what you just talked about, JR, which was, you know, it's pretty tough to be in these places competing with you know NFL games or college football games or mm-hmm. playoff baseball games and people you know screaming at the television instead of listening to what you're doing so a uh, very timely conversation um and 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 just to do a little bit more housekeeping here listeners when i mentioned that we've talked before about things like crowdfunding 
Go back and listen to episode 33 with Sarah Donner. If, if you haven't listened to that one already, she talked about trying to raise $10,000 and ending up with 15000 And in terms of something going viral uh, that I also alluded to, if you haven't already, listeners, go back and check out episode 23 with Amy Petty. She had a blog. It was about why she will never audition for The Voice or any other reality show, and that went viral. Hmm. Uh, JR, while we are in a teaching moment, I mentioned in the intro that you're planning a tour that will take you way up to Seattle. So walk mm-hmm. us through how you come up with the rationale for where to travel to. What what does that process look like when you sit down to, to plan these out? Okay, well, I mean, a lot of it is what I'll do is I'll start out with key, key points, right? So, um, and, and it really, it's... It's everything all coming together. So it's uh, my usage of the Concerts in Your Home website. It's my usage of my uh, people that I've developed contacts with on Twitter or Facebook or any social media. And, um, I mean, I really like to do house concerts, so I start there. And I book as many different house concerts as I can because... Typically, those are the concerts that you have to book out the furthest in advance. So a lot of like house concert hosts that are serious will want to book you out at least six months in advance, right. at least. A lot of them will book out years in advance, and it's, it's you know, uh, so you really, for some really great house concerts, you really got to look way into the future, Um but so what I'll do is I'll just try to find as many points along a path, and then once I've once I feel like I've kind of exhausted the house concert research, I go on to um, Reverb Nation's got a really good infrastructure as far as venues like clubs and and different like little uh, listening rooms and. You really do have to do your research. The other thing that you can do that I've done is, you know, find someone that's just a little bit more experienced than you and see where they're playing um, because stealing is the best way to go about a lot of this, you know? (laughs) Just uh, these paths have all been carved out. I mean, that there's new venues that pop up every now and then, but, um, a lot of these venues have been around for a little while. So you just got to find where other people that are kind of like, you know, fit your style a little bit where they're playing, put it in an Excel spreadsheet and just the more organized you can be the better. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I'll do is I'll, as I'll, I'll figure out a few pinpoints where I want. Okay, I want to end. I want to end up on in Seattle on this day. I've got this house concert, uh, and then you just work backwards from there, you know. And you go, okay, well, I'm going to be in Portland on this day. Send out your emails. So I'm going to be here on this day. Um, so that that's kind of how it works. If that does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's tremendous. Very very insightful. Very thorough answer. I like that. So, listeners, check out episode two with Alyssa Jacy. She not only talked about how she got herself booked at the House of Blues in Italy while she was there just for a week on a personal vacation, but she talked about doing online performances 
from her living room. And so, JR, I'd like you to talk about the same because you're in the process of making your online debut, meaning doing a concert from your living room that people can watch online. And, uh, you know, as I said, way back on, on episode two with Alyssa JC, we talked about it, but at the same time, it there are there are topics that come up on this podcast more than once. And after all, this is episode 38, so it's been a long time since we talked about it. So, um just if you would, you know, kind of, kind of talk, talk to to that uh, approach because that's that's certainly, um, I would say, even more unique than than house concerts. Uh, but 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 they are becoming a little more commonplace these days. Yeah, and and I don't I don't know too much about it, but I'll tell you what I do know about it. Um, it since this is my first one, obviously. Uh, I got the idea from a friend of mine who's done this uh, at least a couple times, um, and is and is thinking about doing it. Uh, his name is Jody Jones. He's another singer songwriter in Fort Worth, which is just down the road, and uh, he runs a a, a singer songwriter night every Monday at this place called the Grotto. It's kind of a, a little a neat little thing. I've done it once, and he's thinking about turning that into. A, a webcast thing, mm. maybe through concert window or something. So I got to talking to, to him. I got to talking to him because I invited him up to do uh, uh, what we were going to do at our house. Originally was to do a uh, a house concert with the focus on making really great YouTube videos mm-hmm. because um, it's so hard at a house concert. Because you can just play, if it's an actual real house concert, you only get one take of your song. Right. You know? So what we wanted to do was have a house concert atmosphere, but have uh, the ability to go, okay, I screwed up that one time. Let me do another take of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and just have that be an option. Nobody really did it, but uh, but we got some really great footage out of that, and you can see that on YouTube. But when I was talking to Jody about that, he said, well, have you checked out this concert window thing? Um, yeah, I was going to ask you how, you how you decided to choose that site, because uh, Alyssa JC back on episode two, said that she uses Stageit, but certainly there are obviously... Uh, a handful of these to choose from. So what was it about Concert Window? Was it Jody's experience that, that made you decide to go with them? Did you look at some of the others? I did not look at any of the others. I know a little bit about Stage It just from hearing from from people about it. Um, but the reason I went from Concert Window is mostly just because they, uh, they've been emailing me anyway. This lady in Seattle has been emailing me for concert window to try to get me to do one. So mm-hmm. it was just the easiest, uh, route. And I don't know that, I don't know that there are that much differences between the different sites. So you, you may just, you may just want to do your own research on what, what's a better deal for you. But to me, I just, I mean, it was the they were the ones asking me to do it, so I was like, "I'm going to go ahead and do this one." Mm-hmm. But um, uh, but anyway, it's neat though because what you can do is um, you can they have settings, so you can set it to say, "Okay, you can pay whatever you want, starting at a dollar," or there's a setting that says you can 
pay this much to get in and you could set it at $10 or there's a setting that you can put it on to just say it's free to anybody. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, after that, so I set it on, I set it on, you can pay what you want starting at a dollar. Gotcha. So, and that's, and I just did that because that's the one it was on originally. And it said, that's the one we recommend. So I just left it on that one. Gotcha. gotcha. And then what? And then what you can do is you can set up these tip. Uh, they're called tip. Um, I can't remember the word they use, but tip incentives. So, like if you if you tip ten dollars, you get a free download of an album. Wow! So it's kind of like uh, you know, and you can set up. You can set up. Uh, we're going to set up a couple, I think. I think we're going to set up one that's like, you know, if you tip $30, we'll ship you a T-shirt or a, or a tank top or something like gotcha. that. Or, or if you tip, you know, $40, you can have like a, an hour Skype uh, session or something. Mm. Um, but, but the whole reason I wanted to try this is because um, through Twitter, I've been able to connect with a lot of people all over the world that, you know, I don't know when the next time I'll get to tour the Philippines, you know? So I just, I wanted to give an opportunity to those people to check out something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know? So will uh, it be a case of you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll reevaluate after this experience or is it already, I want to give those types of people more than one opportunity. So I'm going to do this first one, but I'll probably see myself doing a couple more soon thereafter. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost think like this, I'm hoping this, this works because, um, I would really like to try to get some kind of, uh, either weekly or biweekly series maybe where I could, you know, bring in some different people to play along with me mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like some different song singer songwriters, the local singer songwriters and just kind of show them off, give them like little, uh, you know, like features within the thing. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how it would be structured, but, um, I just, I think it's an avenue worth pursuing, especially just because it's like, I don't have to drive anywhere to do it. (laughs) Well, but but at the same time, I'm curious, is it the same kind of nervousness that you'd have for a traditional venue? Meaning, oh my gosh, how many people are going to show up? You know what? I have no idea what what it'll be like. I think it'll be kind of interesting because there's not going to be anybody there uh, other than me and my wife, you know. And the, the the other cool thing about it is like you can you can chat while you watch. So people will be like chatting with my wife while I'm playing. So yeah, typing, we can uh, interact typing messages yeah. so to speak. So so we can interact during the show. And like you would at a, at a, at a live concert, if they were there, you know, you'd be able to, you know, people, people say stuff during the show and you kind of get, you kind of get ideas flowing back and forth and interesting things happening and, 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 uh, it's fun. Are you you nervous though? Are you nervous? I don't get nervous that much, mm-hmm. that much anymore. I'm nervous every now and then if I if if I can talk myself into being nervous. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like you kind of have to make yourself nervous yeah. because uh, sometimes it like I, I'll be honest. Like the nervous, I the nervous, the more nervous I get is when 
I'm playing in front of like colleagues from school or something that that's like the most nervous because those are like, I know those people are judging me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, most people, (laughs) most people really don't. I mean, most people aren't like sitting there analyzing what you're doing, you know, like, like your friends from school, music school, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's how we were. That's how we were kind of raised as being analytical music monsters that, that (laughs) it's almost like you're not supposed to enjoy it. You know, like, what are they doing? What, you know, you're here to critique, not to enjoy. Oh, I just, I think I just heard them mess up. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, that's, that's the most nervous I get is when I'm playing somewhere and I see someone from the faculty come out or something. (laughs) Oh, I better better play perfect tonight. You know, uh, even though it's probably not true at all, but (laughs) just you, you convince yourself of that. Yeah. Yeah. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Texas is singer-songwriter J.R. Bird. Visit his official website at www.jrbird.com, and his last name is spelled B-Y-R-D. He is all over social media, too. Near the top of his website homepage, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Reverb Nation, and purchase his music as well. There are links in that same spot on his website to go to iTunes and Amazon.com. Follow JR online also so you can stay on top of where he's playing live and know when those will be. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't even have to go looking for it. And feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Post your comments on that Facebook page that I just mentioned. It's facebook.com slash nowhearthisinc. So this is pretty cool. This is episode 38 of the podcast, and for the second time in a handful of weeks, I'm referring specifically to episode 33 with Sarah Donner, who is doing the same thing. We've got a guest who is, as I mentioned in the show intro today for JR, writing a musical. That's pretty cool. Tell tell us about that project, JR. Well, um, we just got done writing the the rough draft of, of all the music and the lyrics, and it's it's I say musical, but um, really what it started out was as a, more of a concept album. Mm. Um, that's what that's what we really wanted to do. So I, I guess you it would instead of a musical, probably a rock opera would be more more appropriate title for it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, when I was growing up, I, I was always really into. Uh, things like uh, Tommy and The Wall and I, I just I, I have all these you know all these different albums but I don't have an album that's like one concept that's all the way through I'm, I'm waiting for you to say Electric Light Orchestra because just what you're describing you know is so them and, and you know, some of your music you know when I listened to it really made me think of them I, I was a I was a huge ELO fan back in the day. I mean, I still am, but you know, they don't really record anything new, but, but please continue. Yeah. I mean, I I like their stuff too. I've got one of the, the, I've got one of their albums. I know what you're talking about. Um, but, uh, so 
anyway, we, we've got this beast that is this this concept <laughs> album that's 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 I think it's gonna be pretty interesting. It's kind of a comedy. It's kind of it's also kinda of has some uh political uh satire in it. Mm-hmm. It's um it's based in the future. It's um it's it's based in a future where sports is now illegal. Mm. And um, we have these underground uh, sports leagues, <laughs> and our our uh, our hero is this guy who's this amazing quarterback in this underground sports league, and um, and uh, he he has uh, his, so his name is Heisman Barkley. Um, <laughs> But uh, but he he also has uh, uh, an alias. Like he works in this uh, in this department of sports musicals. So now what? Now the accepted um, venue for sports is is in a musical. Mm. So it's 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 a it's a very strange concept. Like now, what the Super Bowl has become. Instead of a, a game, it's like become this musical show. So, but are you writing this with the intention of this to actually be performed on the stage in a, in a traditional theater type setting? I don't. I mean, I think it's. I think it would inevitably go there. Um, but if it, I mean, I don't know that it's going to take off or anything. I don't. I don't know. I. I. I really like it, and mm-hmm. I. You know. Who knows what it's going to do, but I mean, really, it, it could it could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it it's, uh, it has a lot of possibilities to it. So I'm really excited about it. Um, and that's a, that's another thing that I'm writing with my friend Bob Paterno. So, um, and we've been working on this for over a year. Wow! So, wow! Um, so it's it's got a lot of got a lot of interesting stuff to it. But. Cool. Well, that's an, that's another reason for people to stay tuned to your your website and your social media to watch for updates on on the development of that. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is do not expect to get paid to sing the national anthem. It should be an honor and a privilege to celebrate and serve our country and its history. There's a long line of people behind you who would happily sing the anthem just for the exposure. I actually wrote a blog about that recently. That is today's Bruce's bonus. When you were just talking about uh, the likes of Pink Floyd, I entered, I, entered, I injected uh, ELO. Uh, when people r- read through the various write-ups online, They'll find that your sound for your music has been compared to everyone from John Mayer to Seal, Sting, and even Jack Johnson. Plus, Jr. you list a couple of my all-time favorites, Chicago and Billy Joel, among your influences. Uh, smart pop is what I saw as the, the genre tag for your music. Is, is everything I've just read here an accurate list? Is it, is it possible to be a combination of all those different artists to make one unique sound? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I'm going for. I don't know if I don't know if I nailed it or not, but I mean I, I that's kind of what I'm doing is as I'm combining 
like a bunch of influences that my dad gave me. You know, Chicago, Steely Dan, The Beatles, Dan Fogelberg, um, all this, all this like '60s, '70s uh, music um, that I grew up with, and then I kind of went off and I mean, my my era is the '90s and the the aughts, you know. So that's kind of the music that I grew up with on my own. So I, I feel like I try to combine a lot of that stuff into, uh, um, my sound, um, which I don't, I don't know. I, it's, 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 you know, I've never had like a a producer or anything. I've always just produced my own stuff. So Mm. it's, I know that it's not as, uh, continuity con uh, doesn't have as much continuity as like an Ed Sheeran or someone that that's got like, a producer going, we need to develop a sound that is, I mean, I like to have a track where I'll use horns and then the next track I'll use a string section. And then the next track will be like a piano ballad. And so, you know, so is, like that, I, is that why you've chosen to, to self-produce because you want to be able to have strings on one song and horns on the next and not have someone stand over your shoulder and say, wait, 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 we can't, we can't keep doing all We can't have this hodgepodge. Is that, is that your rationale? You know, I, I, that's easy to say, but it's not like producers have been knocking down my door <laughs> going, I'd really like to produce you, but we're going to have to pick a sound. It's not like people are Let's go with coming my version. doing that. Yeah. I mean, your version sounds great, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I can't say that I've had the opportunity of like, like if, if you know, one of my favorite producers, I have a couple favorite producers that I just love. Um, uh, John Leventhal, who produces the, the Sean Colvin records. Mm-hmm. I just love the sound of those records. Um, John Bryan, who produces a lot of the Fiona Apple uh, records, and he does, you know, soundtracks and scores and stuff. Like, if if I could ever, like, get one of those guys to want to produce me, that would be awesome. Or, or someone like, or, you know, someone like that, I, I would be totally game for, for trying to do something. Um, I just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to even go about any of that stuff other than what I'm doing, which is just, keep trying to meet as many people as you can and hope that that opens a door to something. Well, and, you know? and, and good old fashioned hard work. I mean, I, I will say that, that like so many others before you that have been guests on this podcast, you are very humble because you're, you're, you're on this podcast because in, in my opinion, you're successful. You know, you, you, the fact that the fact that a producer hasn't knocked on your door yet and, and been the right fit for you to me, that's that's just a matter of time. But you don't have thirty nine thousand followers on Twitter like J.R. Bird does by accident. You know, you don't have close to sixty eight hundred likes on your Facebook page uh, and and not be doing something right. And I know that you are working hard. But you know, getting back to that question about the different style of music that you're trying to put out, I, I think what you're doing is great, and I think it's a large part of why you're having the success that you are. Because it, it is a unique sound, but to me it's a it's a very commercial sound, and I'm saying that as a compliment. I think it's something that appeals to to a wide audience, and and you know I'm I'm taking my hat off to you and saying keep doing what you're doing, and, and it's clearly just a matter of time. 
before all these doors that you're knocking on are going to open up to whether it's the the right producer or mm-hmm. some you know something big that that is uh, just around the corner. I, I do think that there is something to be said for uh, you know just the way that. Uh, some it seems like some acts have gone about it like like take uh, Dave Matthews band I do feel like if you can kind of pave a lot of your own path by yourself you just have so much more uh, control of, of where your product goes or what or what you know like uh, I, I would really like to be in a position where, I can kind of lift this off the ground a little bit by myself to just to get to the point where if someone was interested in helping me, um, you know, I, I could, you know, pick a producer or, or be like in in some way involved in some in some choices that get made, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because that's a lot of the fun part of, of making music is making some choices, you know. Um, so I, I, you know, I think that's, that's one, that's one reason why I'm scared of a lot of those shows, you know, like if you get, even if you were the champion on American Idol, you still have to sign a contract that, that basically makes you a monkey for the next, (laughs) however many years. I mean, I've got a, I've got a, uh, a friend that, um, that was like second place on America's got talent or something. And it was just a nightmare. And he ended up going in this, like getting pointed in this direction where like they wanted to make him a reggae artist. And that's not really even his thing, you know, but it's like they, they, they need to put you in a box to sell you. And if, if you will just take the time and put the energy out there, to push yourself and to work hard yourself and and to and to find the people yourself then you can really make the music that you want to make. Well, let's let's stay on this topic because just to moving into a bit of a, a business area here. Ironically, 2 weeks ago on the show I I had a very hearty discussion with Scarlett Rabe. She's a singer-songwriter out in California. We were talking about the way that music is delivered and made available these days. So, JR, why why the choice to give music away for free? You're known for doing free downloads via social media. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of... I'm just hoping that by doing that, it's like, you know... I, I want to give something of myself so that people will give something of themselves, you know, because, and, and I also saw, I don't remember exactly the name of this lady, but it was a Ted talks. And mm-hmm. this lady was talking about how she, um, she used to be the, this, the, maybe, you know what I'm talking about when I start explaining it. She used to be this, uh, bride, the white bride or something. Uh, and she would stand on this bucket in New York and this was her job as she would, um, she would, uh, stand there like a statue. Mm-hmm, she was like mm-hmm, a street mm-hmm. person, right? Yeah. And she would stand there on a statue with the flower and she would just stand still. And if someone would come up to her and look at her, she would, hand them the flower 
that was like, or no, no, if someone put money in her jar, I think that's what it was, mm-hmm. she'd hand them the flower and she said, um, you know, for those people, that was like, she was like the only person that saw them, mm. you know? And um, so she took that, uh, she took that approach to her music. Now she's a, a touring musician and she says she just gives her music away and then what she'll do is she'll do if she needs money she'll she will ask for money via a kickstarter mm-hmm. or something and she says people are always willing to give wow. if you're willing to give people are always willing to support you you know so i started doing this just because i wanted i mean it's like i've got all this music I, it's like nobody's just going to buy your music if you just put it up there. I just wanted to start giving a, a free song away a day. So it's like if you if you follow my Twitter account every day for two months or something, you're probably going to be able to download all my songs <laughs> for free. So, but, but at I the mean, same time, I'm curious, how do you manage to stay so active on social media? You're, you're very active, and that, that takes a lot of time. It it does take a lot of time. I I, I think it's going to pay off though. I mean, I I think it's a it's a worthy investment. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm meeting so many people on there uh, all the time. You know, just leading to little things here and there. I mean, th- this was this interview was yeah. led to by Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, it's just such an easy way to meet people and people want to meet people on there. You know, well, people I are, think, I think, you know, what, what is also important to point out here is you're basically weighing the return on investment as opposed to, I'm going to make people pay for everything yet. Even the 99 cent download from iTunes, you know, when you, when you look at the, the fraction of how much you actually get from that 99 cent sale or, you know, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, everyone in the music community knows that, you know, on Spotify, it's fraction of a penny that you yeah. get. So, obviously, you're feeling that, hey, if I can put this out on Twitter and no one's going to be paying me 99 cents or, or even, you know, six cents, whatever my cut would be from it. But mm-hmm. I do have 39,000 Twitter followers and thus the word's going to spread, stand a much better chance of spreading to, the, to at least these 39,000 people who hopefully will tell their friends and they'll tell their friends as opposed to it just it just sits on iTunes for 99 cents and you're hoping to get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. And I, I'll be honest with you, man. There was a long time where I was like, I don't want to give my music away. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, and nothing was happening, you know? And, and so, you know, I started, I just kind of changed my mind. I was like, you know what? I actually, I want to do music, you know, I want to, I feel like, you know, I worked really hard on this music. I want, I wanted to help people. Like I want, I want people to, to get to listen to this and, and hopefully it will, it will come back to me at some point. Um, you know, when I, I, I would, I really want to tour even more than I'm touring now. And, you know, in these in these cities where I don't know a lot of people, I'm hoping that you know that uh, just meeting people on Twitter and the word will get out, and and uh, hopefully, uh, 
it's just going to be it's going to be a really good thing at some point. Um, it's just going to continue to grow. So I think um, it's a it's a really good way for um, musicians who are just starting. Like I wish I would have I wish I would have known about what I'm if, if I would have known what I was doing now like ten years ago. I feel like <laughs> I would be way further along right now. Well, you know? but you took you took the the common starting approach and and you know kind of the 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 101 the you know the the safe route and and it is a business and so at some point you made a you made a decision that my business jr bird music the business model is not working protecting all my music and saying i don't want to give it away for free it's not working i have to i have to change my business model so that my company jr bird music can can start realizing greater revenue how can i do that well i'm going to have to take a different approach and so you change mm-hmm. the model to I'm, I'm going to give it away on Twitter and, and so you know it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to you know to continue to follow you and and, and listeners uh, you know I certainly encourage you support JR and and uh, you know of course we're, we're heard in all five regions Africa the Americas Asia Europe and Oceania so y- y- you're right you, you never know what might come from from being a guest on Now Hear This Entertainment, from all the activity that, that you're doing on Twitter, from doing the, the concert from your living room. So, um, you know, we're, we're definitely going to continue to follow. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Texas, singer-songwriter J.R. Bird. Visit his official website at www.jrbird.com, and his last name is spelled B-Y-R-D. He is all over social media, too, as you can tell. Near the top of his website homepage, there are icons to click on to link over to his Twitter, as well as Facebook, YouTube, and Reverb Nation. And of course, please do purchase his music as well. There are links in that same spot on his website to go to iTunes and Amazon.com. So follow him online so you can also stay up on where he's going to be performing. And be sure that you're also checking out, of course, www.nowhearthis.biz spelled H-E-A-R for the spelling challenged in the audience. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast. Tell others about it too, please. Subscribing is free, makes it very easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't even have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And as I mentioned earlier, I do welcome feedback about the show. Post your comments on facebook.com slash now hear this inc we talked just a bit ago jr about your influences in your sound but have you had anyone throughout your music career who you could say has been say a, a mentor to you how, how important is that for an aspiring artist to have when they're starting out well i i guess um but, uh, there's a couple of different angles I could take with that. Um, like my my uh, professor in music school, I got a deg- I got a degree in um, in jazz arranging, mm. and I could say one of my mentors was uh, Paris Rutherford. He was the the arranging professor at UNT, uh, which is the University of North Texas, and um, so I could say him. He 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 really helped me figure out how to not just put a bunch of stuff on the page, but really develop an idea, take an idea and really develop that idea. Um, and then I, I would say that a lot of my, a lot of my, in, uh, a lot of my research into 
just people I feel like are really good songwriters, you know, transcribing their CDs for, for years. And I still do this around DFW as I'll be a for hire cover musician mm. where I'll go and I'll do a wedding or something. And mm-hmm. be, just because it's really good, easy money. And so a lot of how I developed my songwriting was by learning other people's songs and, kind of just taking them apart and trying to glean what I could out of out of those songs you know sometimes I'll sometimes I'll take a song I really like and I'll just kind of use it as a starting place mm. and you know like a lot of times I I was figuring out early on in my songwriting that that I was I had uh, kind of a uh, I had a go-to tempo, you know, like mm-hmm. I was writing a lot of songs at this tempo. So, mm-hmm. uh, what I started trying to do was, okay, I need to find songs that are at different tempos. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put on a tempo that I'm not exactly comfortable with <laughs> and I'm going to write, a, I'm going to write something to this tempo, you know, because, uh, you know, people like to dance, you know, uh, there are people who like to chill. You got to have a mixture of tempos. You have to mixture of, you don't want every song to be in 4-4. You want to work in a waltz every now and then. Um, so, I mean, how many artists have we heard that it's like, man, they're really good, but every song kind of sounds the same. Yep, yep. Right? It, there's not a whole lot of, devi- you know, different tempos and different feels and, and uh, you know, just trying to mix it up, um, and I, I, I might have. I mean, I'm I'm definitely guilty of maybe going too far on diver, you know, divergence you know, <laughs> on an album or something where I have too much different stuff, maybe. Um, and I've actually been trying to figure out how I can rein that in to try to get a more cohesive like sounding record that all kind of sounds has a sound. The record has a sound. Um, so maybe that's by grouping, you know, by grouping of instruments, like using, you know, put this group of instruments together and just, I guess like making a palette, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's way off your question, but no, 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 this is good because actually you've already answered the next question that I was going to ask you, which was, I was going to ask you to to take us inside your songwriting craft and and, and what that process looks like for you. So you've just done that. So that was, that's, that's very fascinating. And it's good because there is a tendency to kind of stay in a box, meaning in a comfort zone. And you immediately recognize that, hey, I can't continue to write every song at the same tempo and kind of stay in this comfort zone, I need to challenge myself, which sometimes is is the most difficult thing to do is to just accept the challenge and, and admit mm-hmm. that I need to start doing it differently. So you did that and 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 that's that's really interesting to hear the 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 way that you did it. I I, I do want to back up though. You mentioned a little bit ago uh about you know more more touring that you'd like to do is, is there, is there any one prize out there that you've really got your eye on, like an artist that you'd like to play or, or tour with, or, or maybe a certain venue that you'd really like to play, or maybe even a big time writer that you'd like to collaborate with any, anything like that? Wow. Like dreams. uh... Well, not even necessarily dreams. I, I think maybe kind of like, okay, this is where I am now, you know, but, but I need, you know, we're always, all challenging ourselves to get to the next level. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering, does that next level for you, is that, you know, well, 
you know, I'd like to play with so-and-so or tour with so-and-so or, or play a certain venue, you know, start writing with, with so-and-so and, and any of those types of things that, that you envision that you kind of have your sight set on? Well, uh, I mean, I, I would love to play at, uh, I'd love to get to the point where I could get into like Club Largo in LA, you know, um, I would love to get to where I could play um, some of the, the some of the really neat venues in Nashville, um, and and I think that'll happen. But but um, and that and that's why. Um, but I will say though that I've kind of figured out that I can get a lot of the same impact working with people doing house concerts because there's really it's going to be a lot of the same people. Whether you're playing at a really nice club or you're playing at someone's house, there's music people are just music people. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to go where the music is. Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier to book a house concert with someone than to try to break into some club where some booker guy is like, not going to respond to your email or you, <laughs> you have to go through back channels. It's like who you know and... It's just so much harder, you know? It's like, it's it's almost, it's so hard. It's almost not worth the time, the, the pain and, and and the time that you're going to put into these gigs. And you play the gig and it's like the gig's over and <laughs> in a couple hours and you put all this, you know, all this crazy time into it. So I don't know that I want the same things that I may have wanted even five five years ago, Mm. you know, where I was like, man, you know, that my, my feelings of, or my idea of being famous is different than Mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that I have to play, I have to do these things to be successful or, you know, I mean, success is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just do what, do what makes you happy. Um, and, as long as you're happy, yeah, I think you're doing really well. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's a simple statement, but uh, but but very very on point. Um, we're going to close today with a really cool song of yours called "Gnarly Bear." So before we let you go, just just tell the listeners all about how you wrote that song. Okay. Well, we were just talking about writing at a tempo, right? This yep. is a perfect yep. example of. I really like this song, Why, uh, and I took, you know, I took elements of this song. I'm not going to tell you what song it is, but <laughs> it's at this tempo. I'm going to write a song at this tempo. Um, now, the song is about uh, my wife who went to Baylor University, and so her nickname is Bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was uh, she started calling me Bear. I don't know why, but... We just we just went with it, and then uh, we've got all these puppy dogs, and they started getting bear nicknames. So we're all kind of bears now, and um, so that kind of spurned this song. And so um, this song is about my bear uh, that I'm married to, and she's you know she does so many great things in my life, and um, just kind of wanted to honor her i guess in a way so but the but the word before it is gnarly like gnarly dude g-n-a-r-l-y so, yeah so how so how 
how does gnarly end up in a song about your wife she's kind of she's kind of a bad girl uh in a way like she's you know she's she's gnarly she's got like you know some attitude to her she's got feisty yeah she's got she's fun you know she's fun to hang out with she's uh she makes me cool you know so that's kind of what i talk about and it's i mean it's basically a love song but it's kind of it's got some attitude to it too and it's fun yeah it's a a very fun song And, and as i said this this is one that that definitely caught my interest when when i was previewing these tracks in the, in the lead up today so uh glad that we're going to get the chance to play it in its entirety for the listeners uh so jr um that's that's it but but uh boy what 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 a what a great conversation really enjoyed it thank you very much well thank you so much podcasts are fun aren't they absolutely Gosh. absolutely and uh really i need to need to carve out time to to thank the listeners more because see that list of countries that's building up and i know that there's a a huge number of you that are listening throughout the united states of course goes without saying but uh, the two latest to come on board poland and egypt wow that this show's being heard there is is, uh something that i'm just tremendously grateful for uh so in the meantime i will close as always by formally thanking my guest today we had singer songwriter jr bird on from texas Visit his official website at www.jrbird.com. And as I've mentioned previously, his last name is B-Y-R-D. Remember that he is very active on social media, too. Like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter, watch his videos on YouTube, and check him out on Reverb Nation as well. Remember that you can easily access all of those through the social media icons at the top of his website homepage, where there are also links for you to purchase his music from iTunes and from Amazon.com. Don't forget to also visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Please give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio as well, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That actually helps the show quite a bit. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I mentioned before, let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by J.R. Bird. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Gnarly Bear. Back it up there, that backside so nice. I scream, you 